<laughs> I'm telling you, this is going to be the best the new actual, trend. The, the best actual play ever, where we combine all of our faces, like little parts of our faces together, in an overlay using OBS, <laughs> and, and it will it'll be the best actual play. Like, do we start yeah. off individual and then we like Captain Planet, like heart or nose? We ear, Voltron. Mouth. Yeah. We form, we form actual play. Our Voltron. powers combined. We yeah. are Swyander. That's right. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're recording. Oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe if we did that for like a Halloween episode. I know. It would have been great. Um, late now. That's a chimera right yeah. there. Nobody can see us, but we were just entertaining. I know. <laughs> We were we were entertaining the idea. <laughs> yeah, tis the season. It's November, but you know it's also hell week because it's a uh, election week. So, um, and it is going to be a mm. week. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but we were going to construct a chimera, a little bit of each of our pieces of our faces, and reconstruct it in OBS, where you see somebody's hair, somebody's eyes, somebody's nose, somebody's mouth, somebody's chin, somebody's ears. That and we would make it portrait size. So, or sorry. Um, yeah, portrait sized, so it would be perfect for watching on your phone. Um, perfect. I know that they poo-pooed. That's not the word I would use. Everybody poo-pooed the idea, but let's be honest. <laughs> for a moment, you were entertaining it at the very least. You're entertaining the idea. And the only reason I know this is because half of the group got really close to the camera. <laughs> To show what it could possibly look like. And then the fuddy duddies didn't. <clears throat> I know. I'm looking at you, Kay. Yeah, I know, right? And Mike. I am Mike. obviously too serious for this shit. I don't know with what rinky dink bullshit you guys are trying to pull over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, welcome back to Desperation Point. I'm your game master, Daniel Fox. And we didn't think we'd start the game session out this way, but we did. So here we are. Um, thank you all for, for those who backed the Flames of Freedom Kickstarter. Today was the last and final day. And we had 1,090 backers, which is phenomenal. Um, we had... We raised 68,000 off the top of my dub. 68,700 something dollars. I can't remember. Um, but it's phenomenal. Uh, and thanks to viewers and watchers like you, um, Flames of Freedom was a great success. So thank you all for, for listening and sharing. If you couldn't contribute, thank you for sharing on social media or through your personal channels. Uh, if it wasn't for you, Flames of Freedom wouldn't have been successful. So thank you. I am tipping my hat virtually to all of our listeners and viewers. And Mike actually just tipped his hat, his Gen Con hat. Gen Con, RIP. It's too bad. It was a nice year to go to Gen Con. All this bullshit. But um, we're back to play some, some Desperation Point. And I will not bore you all with the details of our experience with the vocal board. It was short-lived. We'll say that much. But um, we're back. So um, it's been a couple weeks since we've played. Uh, as I told Kay and Adam and Mike and Nick, um, Kickstarter kind of kicked my ass. And I think the week kind of kicked everybody's ass. So we skipped last week. Um, and the week prior too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Did we skip a couple weeks we had to? I can't uh, no, just just last week. For... That's right. Yeah. I, I, time is meaningless now. I have no concept of it. 
in fact, I was just told at work today that they've extended the return to date to work to the office to April 4th. I think that's um, what ours is too. Yeah. Until we know more, right? Um, probably smart. Uh, cases are up. That's for sure. Especially in Missouri, Missouri um, and Kansas. So here we are. Um, but we're going to continue playing Desperation Point until um, the world is not so desperate. Um, and uh, hopefully entertain you all with our silliness because um, this is a completely unplanned, unscripted, not that any of our games are scripted, but zero GM prep game. Uh, make no preparation whatsoever. And I think we, we have a good time regardless. So um, let's pick up where we left off. Uh, so first things first, uh, if you have any reward points to spend, spend them now. Uh, although I think a lot of you spent the last game session. Um, smoke them if you got them, as they say. Anybody have any reward points to spend? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, no. <laughs> Looking now. <clears throat> well, look on, Adam. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, well, did anybody, nobody got any new weapons or armor or anything like that, so no worries about that. Um, does anybody have any weird conditions going on? Like anybody hurt? Anybody imperiled? Anybody injured for that matter? Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> I'm in ignore one skill rank. You bet you are. I oh. am moderately wounded. I'm imperiled. Okay. All right. What about and ignore uh, one as well for me? Cool. Sorry, for some reason I have two character sheets, so uh, I had to go check which one I was on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now that we kind of know where our conditions at, we're going to determine our coin pools. And we're going to grab a D6 and let me know if you're all face six. So far, I've got one coin and you've got none. Let me roll a chaos die. I rolled a two. Oh, cool. So that's one for the players. Five. Yay. Another one for the players. Yay. I rolled a two. Cool. Another one for the players. Yay. It's good. Who are we missing here? It's me. It's me. You just roll a six-sided die in front of your desk. I uh, rolled a two. <laughs> and I've got one coin. You've got four coins. So the next thing to do is roll initiative. So um, just let me know your results. I'm going to record it here on my handy-dandy piece of paper because I'm going full analog on this. Biatch, um, as Michael Scott may say. Uh, so just be sure let me know your character's name and your result. Calvin got a 12. Okay. Osbert? I'm still or, rolling. Or Keegan? It's, it's D10. Keegan, 16. Uh, I rolled a 15. Osbert rolled a 15. Okay. Adam? Uh, Collinsworth is a rock star. He rolled a total of eight. <laughs> Fudge. Wow. Okay. That happens. Um, that's great. I can't uh, even so, get an eight. <laughs> so to complete our, our, our start of game pre-ritual, um, let's actually talk about our, our, our prior game session. Um, I know it's been a week, um, so you may not remember everything, but do you at least remember where you left off? So we, yeah, I remember where we left off and I remember where we started last week. Yeah, so last week we started by entering 
the cavern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's right. Which ended up being like stone, like actual like stone work, not just like uh like like a cave, kind of like we thought. And there was an actual door there and everything. But uh, we kind of shambled our way inside and came upon a, bun- a bunch of uh, undead, like these weird guys that were like, had these Woody-hoo. basically just skin and bones, right? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, Calvin was so impressed that he decided to, you know, to applaud. Just a little clapping. And uh, <laughs> then the fight was over. Yeah, I think we I think we netted out a nerf to that spell yeah. actually after that. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it was. What, yeah. what spell was that, by the way? That was thunderclap. Thunder. Yeah, so I think we nerfed that to where because uh, originally allies didn't have to make a roll as well to resist. Yeah, so we we changed it. To that include that now allies all in range also have to make a roll. Was there anything else we changed to that? So it's um, it's centered on yourself, right? And it will it it impacts it impacts um, foes. Right. Uh, so so far at least, um, we haven't really determined anything else beyond that. It just needs to be fixed. That's in my yeah. next round of dev edits on uh, Flames of Freedom. But yeah, we, we gave it a nice little nerfy nerf. Um, so what happened after you kind of made your way past the shambling corpses? Uh, we essentially were exploring this old castle. So uh, we went into this room with a, a big old table and a fireplace and uh Eventually found our way into like what would have been an old kitchen, but you know, it was pretty uh bare, like there weren't even really any cupboards or anything. <laughs> bare. Yeah. And then uh-huh. uh, I think we heard some noises down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> some some laughing, I think, in fact. Yeah. Um giggling dogs or hyenas or something in the other room. And uh, they just kind of ran past us and around us and out the door, basically. Probably just escaped. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we went in there. I think it was just like a kitchen, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a larder uh, was what mm-hmm. you found back there. That's that's absolutely right. You did, you did. And there just, there really just wasn't much back there. Um I think there was like a food closet with a bunch of mold in it. <laughs> um, and then I think we ended up heading back into the main room. Yeah, the, the chamber of corpses. The mm-hmm. house of corpses! A thousand corpses! Rob Zombie is, has entered the dungeon. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, and then from there, I think we we went to the f- other far side door and uh, went through, and I, I can't quite remember what happened after that. Yeah, so um, 
what you found, in fact, was there's a because you in that main chamber, there were these sets of there's three sets of double, they're basically four sets of double doors, ones that led into a hallway to the kitchen, one where you actually came in through the cavern, and then two sets on either side of this main huge chamber amid where all the corpses have been basically all the corpses are laying about, the bones and such. And you had seen some kind of wet muddy buildup on one of the uh, set of the door handles that were massive massive doors um and so one, one set of double doors it was dried up on the mud was dried up on so clearly boss among its roots had not passed through here but clearly the other set of double doors they had and that's the doors that i believe osbert like you're the one who opened them because they're big and heavy and you mm-hmm. use the rope to kind of get your because they're up taller than you could reach just slightly taller than you could reach. yeah I so so we put you, together some of the rags of the uh, yeah. skeletons. And That's right. Yeah, we tied it. together the cloaks, yeah. That's right, yeah. And then you opened the door, and then we stopped right there, in fact. We stopped playing at that point because mm-hmm. um, we thought it would be a good idea to, to – to, 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 it's a good stopping point. So we will um, resume from here. So as, as Osbert loops the, the cloak – the clo- the cloaks, the bits of cloth and cloaks. He turned to a makeshift rope and kind of pulls, digging his heels in amid the bones and such, kind of scrambling almost like imagine like the trash heap from like Star Wars. Like this room is littered with that many bones. It's clear that moss among his roots has been feeding upon the dead northerners for quite some time, judging by the amount of bones and desiccated uh, skin and hair and just remnants of the dead um, pretty much all over in this main chamber. Um, so as you're kind of scrambling back, as you're kind of scrambling through bone, more or less, kind of a boneyard of sort of almost like a, this almost feels like a, a massive ossuary, but as opposed to being interred here honorably, they've been brought here and eaten. <laughs> so as you open this huge set of double doors, it opens into this kind of meandering chamber. Um, and the chamber is filled with dusty bones, rotting wood, bands of rusted iron scattered all over the floor in what apparently looks like an underground set of stables. Mm-hmm. Because you can... Oh, weird. The room is buzzing. Um, because you can... That's me. I know. Uh, you can you can see inside here, just within the light that you have, um, there are these these tall stalls that were horses would be. But the room is large and meandering. Um, it's clear that this is like meant where animals or mules have been brought back and forth, perhaps in the decades prior when this place was still something still yet unknown as to what function this place served. The only thing you know at this point is that Moss Among His Roots, or Moss Among His Roots, wanders. And this is where you saw the huge hand prints. And as you look on the other side of the door, sure enough, you can see these huge, wet, muddy hand prints, almost like the size of two hands spanned, uh, where this thing has been loping through here. And I believe I'm not mistaken, who rolled the critical success last game session for survival? Was it Keegan? I think so. I thought, I thought it was Keegan. Somebody did. 
because you had can a pretty, tell you in a second. Yeah, you had a pretty good idea where the trail was. Somebody rolled a crit survival, I believe. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Keegan did. Mine like a steel trap. Um, yeah, so Keegan, you kind of track this thing here in the first thing that you see. There's a scattering of bits of bark all along the floor. The bark is still wet and kind of moldering, like it was peeled away from a tree. You imagine like trees are in the depths of the forest that have kind of the lichen built up on it, and the bark is kind of thick and wet and a little bit mushy like cork. You can see remnants of the bark all over on the floor. And then that's when you all hear the strange sound of this kind of low rattling almost like a wheezy inhale of something inside here that echoes off of the walls uh, and the stables um, as something is inside here as you open up this door What do you do? Uh, Collinsworth will freeze and just kind of look around at at the rest of them and uh, like point to himself and point to the other people and shrug. Keegan's going to slowly and as quietly as possible kind of um, look through the room, like kind of do a glance through the room, maybe flash the torch for a little bit just to see if he can see anything. Yeah. Um, As you kind of sweep the torch back and forth, you can see these long shadows stretching along the ceiling and the floor just on the very edges of the fleeting shadows of the torch and you're very very certain that moss among its roots whatever it may be is inside this chamber and you're not really sure where but this chamber is large and meandering and and, it must be in here you can hear this kind of faint panting and this rattling sort of wet inhale, like somebody was sick. Like you can hear this kind of rattling. But breathing through their nose. Don't say they have mucus kind of stuck in their throat. As this creature must be in here. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, Collinsworth will go ahead and uh, withdraw his uh, bullwhip withdrawn from the bank you got it so when you say meandering do you mean like this <clears throat> this chamber is like long and thin or is it like a kind of cavernous type can you describe the shape yeah, of the chamber it it seems almost l-shaped right so as you're looking in you can see a broad expanse of 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 stables that in tall walls that seem to block vision all over. Um, there are many dark recesses inside here. It's really hard to get a, a feel for its dimensions, um, but you do know that one pocket of it um, seems to extend deeper beyond the room where you the light of your torch will not touch. 
it does not reach that far and it's the darkness is kind of it is vast and dark beyond where the torch is should we go and try and take uh, i'm whispering um shall we go and try and take something from its roots while it's asleep and see if we can sneak out i think that's a good idea but i don't think we should all go keep it if it's if it's just one of us it'd be quieter i don't think it's going to take four of us hand me that torch and i'll i'll take a look keegan hands it over okay all right you hand it off osbert begins to slowly creep his way through the room uh, in an attempt to get a better look at what's up ahead. Okay. You um, step inside, um, and do you want to follow the sound? Is that what you're intending to do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um As you kind of creep in slowly. As he starts to to creep away, I, I put my hand on his shoulder real quick. Okay. And so what all is inside this uh, area that we're in right now? You said that there's a long deep shadows and all, but like are there are there is there organic growth like vines or is there roots? Uh moss um what sort of like um yeah good question so as you kind of look around you realize that there's this thin vegetation uh almost like vines that kind of creep and crawl this way and that imagine how holly grows along or not holly but like um Vines grow along the sides of houses, like mm-hmm. thin vines with these kind of, but this has these really rancid looking brown leaves. And it seems to almost kind of crawl between the bit of rock between the mortar. And it seems to choke certain areas um, of the room, almost like if you can imagine like a spider web, um, but it's not everywhere. It's just kind of crawling across the ground, not moving, but um, it seems to cover the floor and right as Osbert steps on it you can see it kind of slowly recoil back it's got that, that's alive uh, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and kind of take some meaning that I want from this because uh, uh, let's see here uh uh, it's a trap is my professional trait. You automatically spot hidden traps without having to make a skill test. Um, furthermore, you may flip the results to succeed at skill tests to create and disarm traps. So I don't know if this is, would apply here, but it, it seems like you said a spider's web and that it could be some part of whatever we're going up against. Like it, it just seems dangerous. So yeah, without a doubt. Um, and I think you're kind of spot on. Like as you, as he, 
right as Osbert steps on it, and you save him perhaps from certain death um, as you quickly as you pull him back. Um, but the the vine seems to slowly recoil. You see, I was uh, I was thinking I could use these vines maybe and, and create some sort of snare, and then I realized, well, no, these vines are way too thin. And as you were crawling forward, um, I saw them moving on their own accord. Mm. And uh, as you see where you stepped it, they recoil. So um, I don't know if if there's some sort of like living tree here or if it is a part of the creature if it is a creature, that we're supposed to gain some moss from its roots. Um, Yeah. Now, I was hoping to make a trap myself, but I don't know if we're going to have anything that, well, would be of good use around here. Hmm. Well, thank you for stopping me. I would never have noticed it myself. Hmm. Whole area seems dangerous. Kind of, I uh, lift the torch up a little bit and look at the ceiling. Is it, is it like a, a natural ceiling or is it uh, kind of like the rest of the complex where it's kind of been, uh, you know, like flat or barrel, vault, barrel vaulted? Well, uh, good question. So it is clearly barrel vaulted, and these vestigial roots seem to interweave themselves between the bits of mortar and rock, almost extending from the floor to the ceiling. I mean, literally, it almost feels like it almost kind of resembles spider webbing. Although it's not like it doesn't like look like a spider web. It looks like those growth is just kind of grown here, wet and moist and damp and kind of weeping moisture. Um, But the leaves are like this really rancid looking brown. Hmm. But it seems to cover the ceiling and and mostly the floor because um, it's vines. They've crawled up into places uh, along the ceiling too, but it's it's mostly along the floor. So just kind of continuing my spider thought, um, I'm going to see if there's any way I can tell if there's like, certain threads um, that are like the triggers for Mm -hmm. this. Um, Again, I'm just still going off of that assumption. Good question. I believe that you are a, what's your profession? Your first profession? Uh, An animal tamer. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't you go ahead and roll a handle animal test? And this test is going to be uh, standard. Okay. Following the line of thought. I think what he's trying to get at is that he has a certain spider sense. About these things. <laughs> That's one. That's one. There's there's no there's no hand, there's no handle plant skill, so he's got to use the handle handle animal. Well, it's called survival, so there is. <laughs> You're wrong. Uh, Hang on, I'm just. Uh, please roll physical dice. Yeah. People. No, I, I'm please. looking something else up. Uh, okay. So it, I'm not trying to tame anything, um, so I don't get to flip to succeed that. Yeah. Um, so a handle animal would be 
Um, 62. And a 70, it won't do it. Uh, should we use a coin? It's up to you. You got four. Might as well. Two for me, three for you. Roll a beautiful bean footage. Okay. Uh, unless we're ch unless it is a trap that I'm trying to disarm, I cannot flip to succeed that. If it is, it's a zero nine. If it's not, it's a ninety. Nice. Well, it's not a trap. It's a handle animal test. Yeah. Um. So what do you what did you did you succeed or fail? No, I failed. Okay. Um. You're not really sure. Uh, maybe it's the light. Maybe it's the fact that this seems otherworldly. Maybe it's just because you're on the wrong path here. Your spider theory may not hold true, uh, especially given that this thing is called moss among its roots and has apparently leaving human handprints wherever it mm -hmm. goes. Um, doesn't seem to really click. <clears throat> I don't, I don't really know. But just watch where you're stepping, eh? Okay. Will you move in, Osbert? Will anyone else go with him? Uh, I'm going to like just kind of study the immediate area ahead of me and see if there's like a path forward that's relatively clear of squishy, viney root things. Yeah, sure. Phineas is like, um, watch your step there. Perhaps we can... Uh... Navigate this together, he says. As you proceed no. forward, roll a secret survival test. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. And please roll dice. I don't have my dice with me. I don't Boo. know quite where they are. Who doesn't have dice? What is wrong with you? I have a set of mini dice always in my pocket of my coat. I'm that guy. Even though you get a jam by jam uh, when you play D&D. Let's see here. I rolled a 46 and my rating is a 45. You want to keep that or you want to re-roll with a coin? I'm going to keep it. I'm going to test my luck. All right. <laughs> test your might. Push the block button a lot. I think it's how you do it in Mortal Kombat. Um, we're gonna break that diamond brick. Um, yeah. So you and Phineas begin to slowly slither through here, and every once in a while, you feel the root get a root catch your foot, or even the back of your heel, and you kind of pull away. It's almost like imagine like if you're walking in the dark and you didn't know the dog was there, and it bumps up against you. You're like, ah! It kind of feels like that. Like something's maybe it's your mind playing tricks on you that these vines really aren't moving, but maybe it's the fact that you're kind of walking on them. It's causing them all to shamble and shake a little bit. Um, at one point you hear the sound like, you know, like in movies where you hear like the sound of a rope tensioning, like, like that sort of sound. You hear that for a moment when you step and you stop, like it's very audible and you hear this. This long slow wet visceral inhale once again kind of echoing off the walls as you step onto this vine where you hear that that twisting the rope sound of twisting the rope it is like i said the movie sound of rope twisting or tensioning <clears throat> you know what i'm talking about it's the wilhelm scream of rope sound <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, in every, it's in every movie <laughs> 
I don't know what that is, but it's it's a thing now. So let's find out what it is. I'm gonna look for it online after this game. <laughs> so I can play it on demand. Um, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You 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 can have pause. And Phineas is like, you see him mouth. He he mouths. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and as, the, as you all hear the sound, all of you can hear this. You can see Osbert's just on the edge of your sight as he's kind of made his way in toward the darker recess. And suddenly as this happens, you can see all the vines start to kind of like tense up, like kind of draw, like almost as they're slack, they kind of lift up and draw taut all over. And you hear this kind of, wet slopping sound and you can see that the vines are stressing not to snap as the thing inside here is moving and then it seems to stop and as it stops and seems to collapse somewhere deeper inside here all the vines once again go slack if I had tension music to play right now I'd play tension music I'm gonna (laughs) wait for a few moments for the tension to subside and mm-hmm. um, just to make sure everything is back in its place, so okay. to speak. <laughs> Mike, would you roll a D6 cast die for me? A one. Okay. So as you proceed forward, Osbert, uh, you can see nestled inside that dark recess as your light gets closer at first you think it's a shimmering and then you realize that it's actually the light capturing upon this thing best it's best described as a thing with all these (laughs) tiny little eyes that are flipping open and closed and they look like cat's eyes and they're all across the abdomen of this this chimera, this horrific-looking thing with these long, spindly legs that look more like bones with skin barely stretched over it, and they're kind of matriculated, and they kind of fold in over underneath of it, and you can see it's resting upon a set of ten paws, like hands, underneath of its body on the ground, and the, the, the whole abdomen of this thing is wet, with this strange green growth. And it's the most frightening thing you've probably ever seen in your entire life. And clearly it's sleeping. (laughs) You succeeded your survival test to get close enough to it. Uh, and, and, And Mike didn't roll a face six, but upon seeing this, you see, um, like Phineas immediately freezes up. Um, and in you may do so as well. Let's see if you can resist some stress. Go ahead and make a resolve test. It's going to be a, a standard resolve test for stress. Okay. You're Keegan and, and, uh, and Collinsworth and, and, and Calvin, you don't really know what's going on up there. Um, but you heard the movement and the sound. Yeah, Calvin's just expecting screams if things go bad. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, 
It's uh, me. I did not succeed. Oh no! Well, you gain three conflict uh, in you. Will, uh, sorry, you you gain three conflict and you you suffer eight mental peril. Ooh. As uh, you are now stressed out. Um, you're you're feeling it, man. As they say, you're feeling it, man. Um, as this creature, this I mean. It's really hard to describe or to call it something, but clearly the, the ends of these, these kind of like matriculated bones that seem to bend at these unnatural angles, like many different ankles folding upon themselves like a spider's legs, but too many joints are terminate in these broad, human, leathery-looking hands, and the entire abdomen is literally covered in these blinking eyes with this loose gray moss around its body. And clearly it is sleeping (laughs) no more uh, than from me to the other side of the room, maybe, maybe 10 feet away at best. Like your light gets close to it and, and, and you could see it in, in all of its horrific visceral glory. This must be moss among its moss among its roots. So I'm gonna hand the uh, torch to Phineas. <laughs> he's he's he looks at you. He's got he's got his rifle in hand. He's like he he's got the rifle in hand. He's like, are you fucking mad? If this thing wakes up, I'm shoot it. Put the put the torch down. I'm not holding that thing. That'd be ready. <laughs> you can uh, see Phineas. He's like waving his hand wildly toward Keegan and Collinsworth and Calvin, and he's like gesticulating something big. And he's doing this with his eyes, like he's like he's like he's making fake eyelashes over his eyes, and he's like. He's putting his fingers by his mouth like it has fangs. And he's like showing all these, like doing jazz hands, like trying to describe the horrific thing that they're seeing with hand signs, which may or may not be accurate, but take that for what you will, Collinsworth, uh, Keegan, and, and Osbert. I think they <laughs> want Calvin, to come closer. Uh, or stay away. I'm I, hold up a hand, I hold up a hand to stop. Yeah. I'm gonna, Maybe a jazz routine he's working on. <laughs> well, I'm going has... to I'm going to try to force the the torch into his hand. I like I'm going to motion towards the 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 creature and say and kind of like motion like, "Hey, I have to collect the sample here." Okay, so Phineas he he turns around with the torch in hand. He he's saying. Take this. Come here. He's motioning to three of you. Someone take this. He's holding the rifle in the other hand. Okay. Um. (laughs) I think I think I should go as well. Calvin's gonna pick up a rock as he goes, just you know, in case. You know. Uh, What about you? Go the nuclear option. We can't hear you, Keegan. Uh, Keegan most definitely is not staying by himself. So once everyone <laughs> has cleared the door, uh, he's going to follow. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, because you all are moving into here, um, you all need to make stealth tests. 
uh, and <laughs> these tests will individually uh, will will all be um, routine because following Osbert's lead, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> you said stealth. Yes. Okay. Sneaky, sneaky stealth. Sneaky sneakersons. What'd you what'd you get, Collinsworth? A failure. Do you want to re-roll? Well, you don't know if you failed a stealth test until he said routine. Oh, it's, it's routine. Yeah, okay. it's routine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, I failed as well. I, I failed as well. <laughs> okay. I don't think we have enough coins for all of us to re-roll. Well, you do have three coins left, oh. and I have two. So if you all three wanted to re-roll, you could do that. It's no, I don't think test. we should. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna have to suck this one up as a well, loss. Well, wow. Osbert, um, as you're near this thing, and they begin to come forward, and Phineas is like, "Someone take this fucking torch." Uh, the thing seems to awaken. Would be the best way to describe it. As all of these legs kind of un- like a daddy long legs. I mean, you know how like their legs are like super long and tall. That's kind of like what this thing is, but it doesn't seem to have a head um, as it comes up and its body seems to kind of come up against the vines up above. Um, it's undersides seem to be connected to the vines and they begin to shake and shamble, and all these eyes begin to open up one by one across its body, and the thing seems to kind of almost like do the shimmy, like moving like in a 360-degree motion, like it's like awakening, and it's clearly like out of sorts because it's just now waking up. The good thing is, though, Keegan, uh, this gives you the initiative if you choose to do anything. Um, do you, you are currently uh, nine yards away from it. Uh, you all have clearly woken this thing up from the thing <laughs> or moss among its roots rather um we have no idea if it's gonna be at this point you don't really have an inclination of what's gonna happen it just seems to be awakening somebody one of the three of you woke it up uh okay so Ba-do-ba-do. I th- hmm the only way you can do words as weapons is if you do an intimidate, right? Against well, someone. Well, you can inspire your allies. You can hasten them, or you can you can intimidate a a, a beastie. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and try that because it's not a hostile action right now. Yeah, sure. What are you gonna yell out? Um, so I am going to attempt to hasten my, uh, allies, and as such, I, I'm gonna... Motivate them? Yeah. Um, I don't have warfare, but why not? That's the one that makes the most sense right now. So he's gonna, <laughs> uh, attempt to, you know, lead them around and tell them, hey, if you step here, uh, back this way, and, and kind of, like, lead them a bit with the torch. But he has no idea clearly what the hell he's doing. <laughs> so, um, so t- you just need test warfare. Um, so go ahead and make go ahead and make a an easy test. 
Easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still probably not going to help me. That's a flip to fail. Oof. Let's go. Um, oh, a five or a 50. We'll do it. with an Hey, e. everybody adds plus one to initiative of movement. I'll adjust your initiative ladder right now. It's good that Keegan did that. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, that's good. Uh, to give you an idea what the initiative ladder looks like right now is Keegan, Calvin, Osbert, Collinsworth, Moss among its roots. And that's only because Keegan hastened everybody. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that's, that's one action point. Hey, there you go. Uh, I am going to hold for an assist for the other two. Hold for the assist. Okay, cool. Uh, so Calvin, Calvin, you as well are, you're a little closer because remember Keegan left after all of you. So we'll assume Calvin, Keegan you. Keegan coward, remember. Cal, Calvin and, and, and Collinsworth are six yards away from this thing. And you can see that these vines, almost vestigial in nature, seem to be connected to it. Um, it's pretty graphic looking. Um, and it seems to be awakening. That's for sure. What will you do? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend ooh, one AP to kind of hustle up to clumsy. Okay. So you will be, so clumsy at this point is one yard or sorry, two yards away from it. So you move four yards. Okay. So I'm going to move four yards up and I'm going to look at him and tell him high five as uh, I, I'm going to attempt a thunderclap with him. Okay. So let's take a look at thunderclap again. So that yeah. way we can. So after successfully casting and everyone caught in a burst of it cannot or fails to resist using eavesdrop, this will be foes only. Okay. Yeah, because if I high-five someone, then they're immune to the effects of it, which is kind of yep. cool. Um, but yeah, we should be outside of everyone else, I think, So and next enough to this thing, what hopefully. Is, what's the burst distance there, buddy? Burst distance is six yards, so like three meters radius, you know. It, well, so, so they are, so Keegan's nine yards away. Collinsworth is six yards away. And Osbert and you are four yards away from. from oh, I thought you said we were one yard away and I moved two, four. Two. Yeah. So to give you okay. an idea, so to, just to, sorry, quick clarification. Um, then I'm going to hold my action or I'm going to just oh, wait then. Wait a moment. Wait a moment. Let me, let me clarify yeah. here for a moment. Um, so Osbert is two yards away from the creature. You okay. were six yards away from Osbert. Okay. Keegan is nine yards away from you and Collinsworth. So if you were to move from six yards to two yards, which is right. four yards, um, you're technically four yards away from Collinsworth. Right. I'm high-fiving clumsy. That's right. And what's the, what's the burst rate? Uh, it would be like a six, you know, but six, then six you know, yard, three. Six, yeah. uh, so it's a <laughs> six-yard diameter. Right. Right. So it's three by three. But yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're fine yeah. then. Yeah. Um, so the two of you high five. 
being so close to the creature, um, I think it's probably going to be a challenging test. Do you want to risk backlash? Uh, yeah, because I now have the left-handed path where uh, if I don't roll a chaos manifestation, I don't take any corruption. Nice. So, That's or good. whatever. The, yeah. So yeah, we'll, uh, I'm going to do it for two steps because you said you always have to roll at least one D6, right? Uh, you do, yes. That's right. You're going to do it for two and, steps. Is that right? And Elements list allows me, because spring is one of my seasons, uh, I can drop a D6. So I'll do two, which is I'll end up rolling one. Nice. So let's see how this goes. How does it go? We don't and you said it was a what again? I'm sorry for the difficulty. As no, it would be challenging, but challenging. because you you, okay. you you were risking so, backlash for two steps, it's now routine, right. I believe. Yep. So now it's routine. So I have yeah. a fifty-nine. No, sixty-nine. Just sixty-nine. Nice. And I rolled a ninety-nine. So let's look at what that critical failure means. Okay. So, um, well. So first off, uh, we need to resolve your backlash. <laughs> yeah, let's let's roll a d six. Yeah, roll your d six. It's a three. Okay, so that's good. At least that didn't happen. Yep. So normally you would gain two conflict. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, uh, it, so normally you'd gain two conflict and you suffer two d ten plus two mental peril if you roll a faith six. But it sounds like your elementalist allows you to escape some of that, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. As far as it goes for the critical failure, both you <laughs> and Osbert uh -huh. are momentarily blinded and deafened. Oh, yeah. And foes gain the advantage of surprise against you until the end of combat. Right. Yeah. No, this is, uh, this is great. Oh, and, yeah. and we must spend two coins to take your next turn. So, so, so you're saying you may skip your next turn. <laughs> it, it, yeah. So sorry, clumsy and everyone else as yeah. we're all going to die. <laughs> so, yeah. So for a moment, Calvin and Osbert can't see, can't hear. Calvin's turn ends. Osbert turn. Osbert, you want to spend two coins to take your turn? You have three left. Hmm. Your ears are ringing. Your eyes are flashing. But even if I spend the two coins, I still am blinded, right? No, no. Uh, you may spend two coins to take your next turn and avoid being blinded and deafened, uh, but the foe will continue to gain advantage, gain surprise against you until the end of combat. Okay. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. All right, well, I'll spend the two coins then. Okay, so that's four coins for me, one for the players. What are you going to do, Osbert? Uh, I'm going to... I'm two yards away from it. I'm going to hustle two yards. Okay. You close the distance very close, and you can feel the wet moss kind of rubbing up against your face and your legs. This thing is kind of lifting taller and taller than you, almost the height of the vaulted ceiling, the barrel I'm vaulted ceiling. I'm going to... Grab a try to grab a clump of moss from it. Do you have something you can cut it with? Uh, cut. Let me check my character sheet. I'll use my teeth or fingernails or toenails or no. Uh, yeah, you'll need you'll need something to cut this this moss free with. Um. The question is, does he have anything that he can do that with? Oh no, Osbert! Nope. Go ahead and make uh, an athletics test. This test is easy. 
because you gain surprise. Okay. I guess moss among its roots. You grab a hold of it. All right, that is a success. Nice. Well, um, Osbert grabs a hold of the damn thing with both hands. And Osbert reaches down to his leg, expecting to find a knife. But Osbert has no knife. <laughs> but you have a hold of it. You have one AP left. What do you want to do? You have a hold of it. Okay. Um... I have an eight. I have my two AP left, and I know this isn't exactly what assist mm -hmm. is, but can I hand him my knife? So yeah. So an assist isn't necessarily always an assist die. You could do something with that. So Keegan, if you want to spend your two AP, uh, you are not currently engaged with Osbert. Um, so you would need to toss it to him. <laughs> so. How, what are, what are we seeing right now between like what's Osbert doing? What's Keegan doing? Like how is this going down? Help me understand. Well, what I would assume is that Keegan would see that Osbert is trying to pull at the moss and it's not really coming loose, so he would reach down, grab his knife, and go to throw it to help him out. If I have to throw it instead of running over there, because Keegan's helpful. So yeah, that would be right. Hey, Osbert. Roll a coordination test. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll assume Keegan's throwing it underhanded at least. Come on. Um, you can have softball, you know, underhand softball pitch it to Osbert. Uh, let's see if you catch it by the blade or the hilt or you miss it completely. So your test is going to be standard. Okay. Given, standard. given the conditions, I think, in here, it's not going to be a, a very easy test, but it won't be challenging. By That's anything. a success. Nice. Osbert, you grab a hole in the knife, and then suddenly... Flip, you cut the moss. And as you cut the moss free, it begins to bleed. Like there's blood coming from where you cut the moss free from its carapace. And suddenly it awakens. Um, and now with that being the last of your AP, I believe, to catch and slice, um, it's going to be Collinsworth's turn as Moss Among Its Roots has now awakened, but still surprised until its turn begins next. So do I have a chance to like, at least put it in my pocket or something like that? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You put the bloody moss in your pocket. So Collinsworth is going to um, approach it now that it's awake and try and gain its attention, and uh, he's going to start using his whip as he's going to try and uh, tame it into submission. You're going, just to be clear, you're going to engage with it? Excuse me, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So you move six yards. Okay. And you I have enough movement to do that in the hustle. Cool. Okay. Well, you get close to it, and you uh, draw your, your whip out. Um, help me understand your professional trait. Uh, it allows me to um, tame both animals and beasts. Mm. And Is this he, a beast? Let's find out. He doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, roll a handle animal test. This will be a secret test. Or no, it will not be a secret test. It'll be an opposed test. So um, make your test trivial. Okay. I'll tend to resist with resolve. Um, let me pull up my game stats for this evil beastie. 
Maybe it's evil. Maybe it's good. Who knows? Mossamungus roots. Um, bah, I need a uh, seventy percent, or I need seventy percent to succeed. I got it. I did not get it. I'm gonna reroll, giving you another coin. Got twenty nine, so I got two plus four. I got six degrees of success. Okay, um, I got an eighty three. I succeeded, and I got. Eight plus seven is 15 degrees. It's your units die. 83% succeeds. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't flip that. Just, just to be clear. I mean, I, I can don't, flip to succeed okay, if so I want to. Ju just to be clear, because I don't understand what you have in front of you. Yeah. Help me understand how the trait works for what's, what's okay. the flip to so, succeed condition or something. I do have a flip to succeed, but my, my score was. My score was 92, and I rolled an 83. Mm. Got it. Yeah, so he takes the whip and whoosh, he snaps it toward the creature. And uh, with that, the moss among its roots uh, begins to tremble a bit. Um, so that's one action point. What do you want to do next? Uh, I'm going to just allow everyone to... Uh, I'm going to say out loud, everyone... Um, Move away from this. Uh, we may get out of this without a fight. You hear this? This weird sound coming from it. Can't hear shit. I'm deaf. Right. <laughs> Nor can Calvin. Oh, Calvin and Osbert can't hear anything. Vegan can. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Can't see anything. Can't hear anything. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, um, walk, move over to them and like, just push them away. So, um, <clears throat> Osbert's not close to Calvin because Osbert moved up to cut a tuft of moss away. So, do you want to move to Calvin or do you want to move to Osbert? I want to move to Osbert as uh, I'm going to try and show this animal that I'm taking away the threat. Okay. Um, you, you move to or Osbert. Yeah. You, you pull Osbert away. What's your hustle rate? Uh, my hustle, thanks to Keegan, is uh, nine. Okay. Because you're, you're engaged with Osbert, technically, because you're both on the thing. So mm -hmm. you and Osbert, if you spend two action points, you and Osbert can move away for nine. I want to move to where Calvin is, and I want to make sure that I stand in front of them blocking them. Okay. All right. Uh, you do so. And now it's the creature's turn. Um, the creature is, it stands up and furling all of its rancid glory. And it, and then suddenly the air is filled with this weird pheromone. Maybe the best way to describe it as it kind of spits loose some sort of weird powdery pheromone of the air kind of almost looking like a yellowish brown, like a yellowish green and it begins to choke all of you you can imagine it's kind of like this defense mechanism um everyone in a burst template uh needs to resist using uh awareness <clears throat> as it stings your eyes the test is going to be uh challenging
success with a 34 out of 60. Okay. Failure. Uh, failure. Oof. So it's a burst that hits everyone? It's a failure on Calvin. You got two well. coins left. Do you want to, either one, any one of you, anyone want to re-roll? No. Okay. Nope. Um, you can imagine like what a squid does when it's cornered. It seems to spit its, its ink into the, into the, into water. This is kind of like what's happening here. Uh, as you all suffer, uh, 10 uh, physical peril and then suddenly the creature begins to move rapidly across the chamber trying to escape for its life um, as it's moving along the vines and passes by uh, you Collinsworth um, if you want to make an opportunity attack no I'm gonna I'm gonna not do anything I'm gonna say let it go Keegan what about yourself what's passing by you now too uh, I was told to let it go, so that's what I'm okay. doing. So no counterattacks. The thing kind of barrels through the chamber as quickly as you saw it. It escapes lightning quick. And you're coughing. You can feel your eyes stinging. And a few moments later, your hearing and your sight returns, Calvin and Osbert. And you feel the, oh, my goodness, what just happened? And as quickly as you saw Masamungus Root, it's, it's gone, but Osbert, in his pocket has a bloody tuft of moss and you have conquered this. Uh, you have, you have solved this, this mini quest, <laughs> mark it off on your journal. <laughs> you must return to <laughs> the other side of the, uh, of the mountains. <laughs> our, our little uh, quest marker just moved. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> well, look at you. You made, it's actually a pretty smart play. I think everybody's part because you managed to, uh, um, I mean, I think really, if, if Collinsworth hadn't done that, it would have been a really, really tough fight. Um, but the thing clearly, like, makes its way out. And this is clearly its den. Like, this is where it probably lives. And the bodies outside the door, the corpses, you don't know if, if Masamagas Roots has been eating them or if they were here before. But um, you have, uh, the creature is now gone. Um, and you could see not far from here uh, amid the vines there are these little egg-shaped green eggs i guess the way you could describe it um but the tops of them have these kind of pink fronds that seem to move with an invisible wind um where wherever maybe it's eggs maybe it's plants you're not really sure but they look they look dangerous and nasty imagine aliens Kind of looks a little bit like that. Cue music. Wow. <laughs> Calvin speaking really loudly. Uh, I'm not going to do it because uh, it's mean. But yeah, he's like, did we get it? What happened? <laughs> I ran away. Good. We cornered it in its den and I was able to, you know, huh. take its attention away from... Osbert. Ah. And here I thought the clap would trap it, but it didn't. And got us instead. Clap no. Trap. Apparently it's not a fan of clap trap. Mm. I, I uh, raised the torch up and try to get a good look at the rest of the den. See if there's well, anything else of note around here. I would hold still if I were you. 
Um, Calvin, what do you make of what do you make of those? Let's discuss this. You think those are eggs, victims? He scratches his eye as he has been blinded and then basically pepper sprayed or whatever that was. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) he's like squinting really hard, like tears going down his face, (laughs) trying to trying to figure out what these things are. It's like a it's like a mix between a spider and a plant. I mean, I'll I'll try to help you figure it out, but uh, yeah. Well, I want to know if maybe we should grab one of these on the way back. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, if you want to grab one, I think it's an excellent idea. <laughs> it's two, Mark. It's three. Kay's marking at three as minus seventy-five reward points. <laughs> And we oh. never leveled up again. It's fine. You see, we never gained an advance ever again. <laughs> I would want. I would tend to wonder. Well, uh, would this be dangerous for us? Of course. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if this is an egg and it grew into that, this course is going to be dangerous. <laughs> but what if? What if it was ours? Well, I mean, sure, with maybe a bit of training. I mean, shoot. I mean, Hobbs is exceptionally dangerous you know you could eat any of us if you really wanted to well the way i see it is if it is an egg we know how dangerous this that one is you want i look over at the the pile the nest or how many eggs are there there you want all that you want all them to be creepy crawling around here even worse Mm mm-mm I'm saying one. I would like one. Well, one we, is the loneliest number. If if we take one, we smash the rest. Why would we need to smash the rest? So they don't hatch if they are eggs. Inside is Yoshi. That's the... <laughs> do you plan... Do we plan on moving our operations up here? I mean, we're very far away from Stonehold. I wasn't planning on it, but well, then, it just seems like the right thing to do. No, it doesn't. I've never seen one of these before. Never. Uh, never heard of this? Nothing. Uh, so I would tend to think that we should probably let these live or else you're inviting some, you know, form of ill omens and bad luck that you don't want. I think I should check my chances. This doesn't seem safe. I disagree. What my brother's trying to tell you is you shouldn't egg this thing on. What do you really think, Calvin? I mean, uh, I think uh, grabbing one and then maybe searching around to see if there's any uh, other valuables here is probably the best thing to do. And then uh, we make like a leaf and get the hell out of here. Imagine if we had one of those on our side. Okay. We'll take them all then. No. I don't think we can carry all of them. I don't think I could handle all of them. 
I imagine does it, that. Does I it don't... look like we could? Like, how many are there? There are three, and they stand about the half the height of a person. With these tall pink fronds kind of on top. Cilia, almost, like moving with an unseen wind. Really, if, if we it. take any, there should only be one. There can only be one. Someone end up with yoke on their face here at the end of all this. That's <laughs> five. <laughs> I say we take them all. You're in an impasse. I need a paper rock scissors to resolve what happens between Adam and Adam and Nick. Right back at my brother. Adam and Adam, so between Adam and Nick, right in front of the camera, paper rock scissors, one go. This is a decision you all move with. Ready? Okay. One. One. Two. Two. Three. three. Shoot. Yeah. It uh, looks like uh, everyone's going to go with uh, um, Collinsworth mm-hmm. instead of uh, Osbert um, as you take one and leave the rest behind. Um, unfortunately, uh, Osbert, as you kind of step away, you realize how dangerous it could potentially be. I think uh, Collinsworth is going to get uh, probably two conflict for this. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, gather, gather you do and you rummage through its nest, but you don't find anything of value. Um, but you take one of these strange eggs that seems to weigh much more than you think it would. Like something is sl- like, if you imagine like a, uh, a thermos, that has it's half full of water it's kind of what this egg feels like it's kind of about three foot tall uh about as big as a a standing vase and it seems to slosh around with something inside like it's gross the whole thing is just kind of vestigial and disgusting um but um, you search this this chamber, this old stables and cart storage. Clearly, this is what this place used to be. Um, and you find the scatterings of bits of bark, as you'd seen before. But nothing of value in here as you make your way back into um, <clears throat> the main chamber amid where all the bones are scattered. You can hear the, the soft crumbling of rock here and there. But you've clearly chased the beastie away, and you have this big old heavy damn egg that's six encumbrance for you, Collinsworth. <laughs> okay. Best, you best keep the, the ass end of that egg away from everyone's face and body. I don't mm. trust it. It's all right, Clumsy. It's, a, it's an investment, you know, in, it's like, like a slush fund. But, uh, it, it, a, a nest egg. A yeah, nest will. egg, exactly, yes. <laughs> So Kay's role in the entire game, I like to know, is literally tracking all the puns. <laughs> Tends to be, it seems like, yeah. And we, we, it's funny, in the, in the Flames of Freedom actual play, they had a Hamilton references counter. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it got up to, but I imagine it was pretty high. Um, well, yeah, we, I mean, a, we have a pun count. We need a pun counter for every single game. Jiminy. We'd break it. I know. Uh, so what do you want to do from here? Do you want to continue exploring these strange mines beneath the mountain? I will, say you, we... will you tempt fate for the creature to return once you have its egg? 
Will you abscond away with its brood? What will you do? Say we run away like sissies. (laughs) Collinsworth thinks it's a good idea to get out of there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Keegan? Uh, Oh, I don't make my own decisions. I'm going where they go. Yeah, we are. I I would be leaving. (laughs) What's that, Calvin? We are on a bit of a clock, right? We got, we got, we got to get back to where we were. Show them the tough. Allow us to go through the land, then get to the Happy Valley, hunt down this storm horse. Hopefully, yeah. So, well, let's let's talk about that. Um, let's let's have an above board discussion, and maybe you all can narrate like what happens once you leave the cave. Like what happens when you pass through Sword Grave and you make it back to the snowbound mountains like what what do you think happens maybe you can descri- maybe you all can describe this in narrative terms i think that the creature is going to be stalking us for a while um it it doesn't make sense that it would just let us go especially that we have now that we have the egg um it's it's something that it's it's definitely wary of us because obviously we got the jump on it and um so it's not it's not looking to take us head on i think it's waiting for us to show a sign of weakness and and ambush but we keep seeing it um because it the thing is huge it it's hard for it to hide so we keep seeing it like coming up over a hill if we, we we look around and and it's it's coming it's coming for us but it's just a matter of when mm-hmm. yeah i i think that it may pose more of a threat though on the way back rather than the way out um the way back to where i'm sorry uh so you know when we go to the happy valley mm-hmm if everything is sunshine and roses from here on out, we still have to come back through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's also going to want to take care of the two it knows are safe as well. Um, so mm-hmm. yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come after us, but it, maybe it won't abandon its home completely um, because then it could lose all of them. So yeah. I, think, I think it would stalk us, absolutely. And it would, it would uh, um, be terrifying and probably everybody would be thinking Collinsworth what did you do um, and then after a while it, it might stop but we may have to deal with it on our way back through yeah this thing probably has some sort of like hunting range um, and as long as we're within that range it's probably going to stalk us what, if, we, what, if we could make it out then we're probably relatively safe what, what do you want to contribute to this story Kay like what do you what do you think of this what, what do you think what else should happen in this um, so I think we probably start to head down the valley, um, looking to run into, you know, the, uh, people who live here. I don't remember what their names were. The Thanes. The Thanes. The, the Thanes. Well, they're, yeah. It's Dunnish, right. right? The Dunnish, but they have been a. They, they were looking for a Thane. Yeah. L- L- McTier- they're in McTiernan's land. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, probably find McTiernan's clan like you know down at the bottom and um, since Keegan's the one that can communicate the most effectively like he would probably step forward and 
uh, try to, at this point, present Osbert as some kind of Thane, since that's what they wanted. So kind of do like this pomp and circumstance kind of mm-hmm. gesturing and almost like theatrical kind of thing to present that, you know, Osbert now has this trophy that they were looking for that supposedly proved, you know, he was a Thane. Um, so he'd probably assist with that. And, you know, at that point, I assume that because um, Keegan is definitely from a different um, lifestyle and a different uh, culture than them, they probably don't give two shits about his theatrics, but he does it anyway. Um, so they probably begrudgingly let us through to head into McTiernan's land at this point. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention because you completed combat, you gain all the coins back in your pool. So you now have a full gamut of five coins. Um, so after so after the happy val after the incident sword grave and the thing stalks you through the mountains until you finally make it through and you meet McTiernan's people and present Osbert as a stain, like how does the how does the hunt for the 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 uh, the painted horse, is that what they called it again? Do you recall? Adam, Mike. Mike yeah, what, what, yeah, it was painted horse. Yeah. So, Mike, what mm-hmm. what happens after all of that once you get to once you get to the Happy Valley to pursue the painted horse? How does this all go down? Hmm. Let's see here, because we came here looking for one, like uh, particularly a mare, I believe. Was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although yeah, storm horse. Right, a mare, uh, female storm horse, but uh, our, our buddy from um, the town, well, what used to be old Gralstead, uh, he was telling us that it's actually the male that carries on the bloodline. Uh, so that's interesting. And so like, he was very interested if we could find also a male. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, uh, I think we kind of set out trying to see like if we can find anything and you know between my brother and I usually we're pretty pretty good about hunting these down as long as the weather you know kind of stays okay right um but uh yeah cuz if that other valley has been wiped out we're kind of hoping to see if we can find anything here mm-hmm. and so um i don't know how well it goes um i don't think it'd be super easy to find them but i mean storm harnesses are rather large so it's not like they're easy to hide (laughs) yeah it's true and they're pretty fierce too i think that um i think what would be interesting to do from here is to make a kind of crucial decision um and that crucial decision is will you take the painted horse back to Stonehold with you or will you in fact give it to Sten the traitor to um is that Sten was that his name? No it wasn't Sten. Um yeah Sten the traitor. Yeah it was you, yeah would you give it to Sten the traitor or will you keep the horse for yourselves? Uh Collinsworth would uh he'd want to do what he said he'd do. So turn the single painted horse over to stand the traitor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, but not keep the horse to to um, breed yourself. To be clear, 
Uh, you know, he'd probably see if he could um, uh, work with Sten to see about getting one of its offspring, mm. uh, seeing as how he was able to do the basically the impossible. But he he would not keep it for himself because he already made that promise. Yeah. What do you think of this outcome, Kay? Um, honestly, Keegan's fine with keeping his word because he feels like allies are probably more important right at this moment. <clears throat> yeah. So, so um, I think what we're going to do um, is we're going to kind of move the story forward a little bit with this in mind. Um, so by appeasing Sten the traitor, you have now earned the enmity um, of of the Green John and Old Grahlstead. However, Sten the traitor and his people come to Stonehold with the horses. In <laughs> fact, as you return to Stonehold, as you've now kind of grown your flock, Stonehold is actually now occupied by a couple people. Not only Sten, um, also, let me pull up my notes here real quick, um, Tuck, Aaron, and Aaron are back at Stonehold as well. Hmm. So now you have kind of a small cadre of people living here in the castle. You've already banished the spirit. You have, you know, they said the, the too much blood in the ground. Well, you've you've clearly like banished the spirit. Um, you have earned the friendship of Sten the traitor and his people who are outcasts from Old Grostead. You have effectively severed your relationship with the Green John to side with Sten, um, and your little community has begun to grow. Um, and you'll also have the Storm Horse there to breed over time, which is good. Obviously, Phineas is there. Um, Dr. James Cumbentry is there. Uh, we could talk a little bit more. Maybe we should talk a little bit above board about what we think everybody's role will be in Stonehold. So if we're assuming Stonehold's kind of your new base, right? Stonehold's kind of the base operations for your group. You've, so you've got Sten the traitor. What do you think his role would be in Stonehold? I would say general or something along those lines with the military of some sort, the guards, captain of the guards. I don't know what title he'd have, but basically I would assume that's where he would find himself. Maybe the rangers. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if it kind of really, I guess, depends on... Like I would say that like at least he's the horse master, but I don't know if that's enough for him, right? I mean, like does he have does he believe that he would be getting a like leadership position here um, of some sort? Like is then yeah, like is he like the captain of the guard or whatever? Or is that going to go to like to Tuck or Aaron, Aaron, Aaron? You know, um, good question. Yeah. Kind of for you to decide, I think. Yeah, I think so, he'd be a good ranger. Yeah, I mean that's what he did previously. Hunter, ranger, um, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what did he get kicked I, out of Grawl uh, said for? Well, reputedly he had shot and killed. He had shot and killed um, the stepbrother of uh, Seamus. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But that was clearly not the case. It was the it was the nameless. Mm. Right. So he kind of plays the role of horse master slash ranger. What role does Tuck play? What have you learned about him? And what role do you want him to play here in Stenhold? I can't really remember too much of what we've learned about Tuck. He gets knocked out when Clumsy gets to him. That's what happens. (laughs) He's got a glass jaw. (laughs) He's he's a big dude. That's all I know about him. Um, Does he seem like he has any military training or anything like that? No. No, 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 not by any means. What about building of any sort or anything like that, considering his size? Like a like a trying to play to his strengths, like a labor leader or something like that. Yeah, we're gonna need to rebuild a bunch of stuff. You said it's crumbling around here, so why Um, couldn't he work with like some stonemasons and things like that to help rebuild if he's a big guy? You know, mm -hmm. like a foreman of type. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What about Aaron and Aaron, the twins? Well, they were mercenaries, right? That's right. Um. I mean, Baker they... and candlestick maker. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe uh, guards of a sort. Yeah. Guard. Uh, I was also thinking they could do hunting and gathering, potentially reconnoitering. Yeah. Know. I mean, right now, I mean, we basically just need the the basic necessities, right? We need water. Uh, is, we don't know if, like, is there a well around here or a stream or creek or whatever? Yeah. Um, well, that's why I say like hunting and gathering might be useful for them right. because they were always the ones that ranged off when we were talking to Phineas anyway. Because so it seemed I, like that was kind of their mo. Because hmm. Calvin didn't actually start sowing the fields really, because uh, he <laughs> uh, he has some special abilities that allow him to do that. He's got magic. So Aaron and Aaron will kind of play a role of hunter-gatherer for now, is what you're saying? That's what I think, personally. What about Dr. James Coventry? Uh, he'd be the, the doctor. doctor <laughs> <yeah>. Town doctor. <laughs> well, I, um, and, 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 and barber. Yeah, and doctor. And barber. And barber, plus barbary. <laughs> Not barbarism, but barbary. <laughs> Yeah. Barbary. And then what about uh as you've now learned, Sir Phineas Gray? What will he do? <laughs> uh I want him to be our marshal and be played by Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking some form of enforcement of law or rule of law. Yeah. Sheriff. So really a reeve. Mm. Is he maybe a, a is he a judge as well? I don't know that I trust that. He's kind of selfish. I think I think I'll I would like to take on the judgely duties. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so let's keep in mind that you are player characters and they are non-player characters. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So you can do it during the day and he can be at night. Mm-hmm. So to to be clear, you are player characters, therefore you take active roles in the story. Your non-player characters who you grow who come to your side move into positions within the settlement. I see. So yeah. would it be one thing to just say, okay, um, well, yeah, you're going to have to take these roles for now until we can find more sure. to divide it yeah. up. So sure. for now, he is judge, jury, and executioner, but as soon as we can 
um, get more people than he can. Okay. So it's more your, on the be martial your, part. He'll be your bailiff in that case. Um, well, that's good. Um, you've kind of got at this point, one, two, three, four, five, six major NPCs. And then the three folk who came with Sten, Sten's folk, we'll call them. And there's three. They'll kind of just take on menial roles. Cook. Yeah. Clean. So basically, you kind of you'll have yourselves like kind of a, a skeleton crew running all of Stonehold <clears throat> as you begin to grow your. Your, your tiny village, your plot of land in the north, as you've now kind of firmly established a base of operations. Unfortunately, um, it has put you in... Uh, it has put you in a bit of a pickle with Old Grahlstead. So Old Grahlstead and Stonehold are no friends at all. So I think I think what we're going to do is we'll go ahead and wrap here because I want to give I want to give some thought in between the session about what happens next because um, there's a lot of different directions we can go. Um, if you all want to talk about that, we could stay online and actually talk about that during the session. It's up to you all, um, but I think we kind of need to all jointly come together and stake out like what we want to have where where you want to go next in the north because um, I'll probably do just a little bit of light preparation. I think to ensure that um, I can deliver uh, fun stuff. <clears throat> so you want to stick around and talk about that? Do you want to log off and talk about it about, uh, out of character? I mean, what would you like to do? I can talk yes, for a little bit longer. Sure. For a little while. Talk, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's stick around for 15 minutes. So, um, so once again, you, you've got a place, to stay in the north you've got a place you can call home that you can come back to you're not under the thumb of the green john but by bringing in sten the traitor and his and sten's folk uh, you've put yourselves uh at at the, in, in in a bit of a, in a bit of a, a bad position with so, him i'm kind of curious why because i mean we we cleared sten's name we never promised them the horse so I'm curious as why we have a negative relationship with them now. So, so keep in mind one thing that um, the Green John said is that even though he can see why, he said the people will not be satisfied. Uh, and it's the people who rule Gralstead, not solely okay. Green John. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought we had appeased them by being able to show the body and show the evidence that they were like, oh, okay, fine, we understand. So I, I must have misunderstood that. Yeah. So that's kind of the position you're in with the people of Gralstead. So I don't think it's like you're not like enemies, but you're certainly neutral. Um, you're in a favorable. You're in a favorable position before. Now you can have a position of neutrality. Mm -hmm. The best way to look at it. So you're not like going to war with them by any means. Um, but um, if you if there is like a if there is a kind of a three step relationship tracker, I would say that you're probably neutral at best. And I would probably say for uh, Kay, do you have the map pulled up? Um, I believe we had identified a settlement on the other side of 
the Horned Society, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, current map we've got uh, that we can see in Roll20 is the um, chamber. <laughs> so. Oh, that's right. So let's, let's, let's pull the map up while we're talking here. Um, what, do you, what do you all want to do next? Like, what, do you th- where do you, what direction do you want to take the story? What happens? What do you want to mm. do? What do you want to try? Where do you want to go? The north is your oyster. You still have, obviously, Abigail and Chains out there who needs to be found. Mm. Well, I mean, that's something we can bring up with uh, Sten, right? Because wasn't he like, didn't he mention that the, uh, basically she was with them at a time, at a certain point in time? Because he mentions, I think, someone like in like the full plate armor. Yeah. And I think we kind of let that slide. At least I know Calvin did on purpose because he didn't want to go after chasing after like these ghosts again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's like, that's a, that's a problem for another thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bite on that. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something he could bring up, I guess, with them again. It's like, Hey, remember that time? Just a ghost. You, you know who Alice in Chains is? Uh, <laughs> Abigail. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that could be something you could pursue. Um, what are some other ideas that you want to do pursue in the north? Uh, I want to. I want to catch them all. <laughs> yeah, you do, Pokemon <laughs> Master. There, mm-hmm. all the pocket monsters. Since Keegan probably has taken on what I would assume would be like a steward role at this point because that's what he does. Um, I would think that his one of his things that he would push is trying to find just people to live in Stonehold and help maintain it. Because mm-hmm. mercenaries are great and all, but they don't know how to cook or build or you know, actually create a sustainable place to live. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. We would need settlers. We so, need to build more farms. So I'm hearing relationship building um as a potential opportunity to go after um hearing the chase for abigail as an opportunity what about some other things i think that there's a potential threat of the nameless and we need to scout out what that threat is um so i think moving towards uh the east i believe is where we think some of the nameless were coming from. So I think like moving in that area and, and seeing what's going on there um, might be a good idea. So scout out what's going on with the, the nameless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else could you possibly think of? What else is, is that? Is that three is three enough? Do you think there's some other things that you want to do up here? Um, well, we also found that dig site that had bones that were kind of a strange creature that might need to be looked into. If those happen to still exist in the area. I mean, Calvin has one of those, I think, here at Stonehold that he, you know. <laughs> because I don't I think it's he, a dragon, he, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we found those, and, you know, though that's old, that doesn't mean that there's not more in these parts to be worried about. Yeah, true. 
so dig site it's another place a research site rather yeah well, i think this gives me enough to kind of go on for now and i'll give it some thought between now and next game session just to have some options to present to you um i think we'll we'll go and wrap up for tonight um i think this this was a short session but a good one to kind of end Mm -hmm. on because now we can now we've kind of established your base so to speak um now we can start to kind of open open up the map so to speak so um We'll just count that as our post session yeah. stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. So um, everybody gets a hundred, one hundred reward points for the post session too. Um, we had some corruption, some conflict tonight. Conflict die is seven for this evening. Mm. Mm-hmm. So how much total reward points did we get for? Again, the hour. You gained 50 at the beginning of the game session. You just gained 100 for the post and the hour. So 150 to oh, okay. total. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 150 total. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll um, we'll resume again next week. We'll play some more Desperation Point and uh, do a little bit more exploration. Maybe figure out what the next best move is for you all. You've got four interesting opportunities to seek after. Um, and we'll just kind of come back together next week, make a decision, and then we will move forward with the story. Sound like a plan? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, well, thank you, listeners, for 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 tuning in to Desperation Point. Um, I think after this episode, we're going to probably make it private on Patreon, so we can start getting some people following the Patreon again. Um, we're couple episodes behind i need to update patreon speaking of which but um thanks for listening uh thanks for backing flames of freedom and we will see you all next week for desperation point tune in at podcast.zweihander.game see you next time bye 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 bye